What's going on, guys? And welcome to another episode of Triple Threat Podcast. I am so, so excited to be back. If you haven't watched our last episode with Beetlejuice's Sean McManus, go check that out. Link in bio. Today, we have a very, very special guest. Just started her run as Little Red on Broadway, Katie Garrity, joining us today. Thank you so much, Katie. How are you doing today? I'm good. I mean, today is um, a day where we don't have to be in the theater until the show tonight, which is few and far between right now. We're still like in the note process. We're there a lot. So I'm enjoying the time off. There you go. Well, we're, we're so excited when, you know, you were enjoying into the cast. Uh, do you remember the first time that we met? Yes, I do. Right outside the theater. I like, it was right outside the theater. I stopped you on the street. I was like, are you Katie? <laughs> and, and you were like, uh, uh, yes, I am. And I knew just from the start when you were announced, um, I had no idea who you were. Like, I, I just, I was just so excited that, you know, you were joining the cast. And then when I looked you up, you're extremely talented. I saw a bunch of videos of your voice and I can't wait to come see you in stage at the St. James for Into the Woods. But before we get all into the Into the Woods stuff, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you got started, you know, where you grew up, how you got started with theater, all that, all that stuff. Um, okay, I'm from the Boston area. So I got into theater really young. I was um, doing, you know, like ballet and all of the normal stuff that they put little kids in like your parents and uh, I was pretty good at it. So then my parents were planning to um, let me audition for the Nutcracker and they just didn't want that to be my first audition. So they, um, I went to a, a local regional theater, uh, North Shore Music Theater in Beverly, Massachusetts. And I auditioned for their Christmas Carol show. Um, and I like accidentally got cast. So that was hilarious. Um, and I was seven at the time. So it's, it's been a long, a long career since then. Um, so then kept doing like regional theater in the Boston area and, things like that. And then I ended up going to college at UMass Amherst. Um, and I studied not just theater, but also education and psychology, um, which was busy, but wonderful. And then immediately after college, I booked my first Broadway show, which was Groundhog Day in 2017. And um, since then, I kind of like worked regionally again, all over the country, did a lot of new premieres of new musicals and things like that. And then of course the pandemic hit. Um, I spent most of that time in Boston with my parents, um, which was honestly lovely. I never thought I would get this chance to like spend that time with them as an adult and everyone stayed very healthy and like safe. And it was, we were very, very lucky. Um, and then after that, I kind of hit the ground running again. And, uh, I was a part of Anne Juliet in Toronto, which was their pre-Broadway run. And I thought that that was going to be my next Broadway show and it did not turn out that way. And then Into the Woods kind of just fell into my lap very recently and here we are so everything's kind of moving fast for you which is great mm -hmm. does it feel fast or does it feel slow oh it feels fast it feels oh, really okay. fast yeah. <laughs> now <laughs> so fast in a, a good bit like a whirlwind yeah so fast in a good way yeah great so can you tell us a little bit about your audition process um for college and how you got that I, we have a lot of people that are studying musical theater right now that are watching this. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about that. 
my college experience was a little bit of a, a like different one. I auditioned for, I think it was 12 musical theater schools in total, and I did not get into any single one of them. So, right. Thank you for the faith. They're I crazy. appreciate it. They're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, which was, you know, tragic at the time, but now it's like, I have a lot of degrees and no debt. So it's, it's fine. Um, but I honestly, I went to UMass with the intention of transferring. I just wanted to like go get some gen eds out of the way. And I knew I was ready for college. Like I did not want a gap year. Um, so I went there and ended up studying theater, but it's a BA and it's very much like an umbrella program. Um, so it wasn't like musical theater or a conservatory. It wasn't anything like that. Um, still a really great education, but I did end up studying a lot of other different things. Um, and like for college for me, I mean, Groundhog Day kind of happened because I, it was like, it was uh, networking and connections that I had already made in life. And um, the music director of Groundhog Day was married to the director of a show I had done like two years before that. So they were the ones that brought me in and I was auditioning for Groundhog Day during my finals week of my senior year of college. Of course, not just as a theater major. So like there was a lot of finals that I was taking. And then I got that literally 36 hours after I graduated. So like, I didn't go to a theater school in theory and it all worked out just fine. So like college is important and know what you need, but at the same time, like you will never know what your path is gonna be until you're looking back on it. Yeah. For sure, you, you summed it up perfectly. And I hope anybody that's watching that is um, going to musical theater really takes that in because I know a lot of students are, you know, really struggling right now saying, oh, because to be honest, when, when, you're, when you're in college studying musical theater, um, from my friends that have told me, the goal is just Broadway. Right. You know, and sometimes that shouldn't always be, you know, the end goal. And, you know, you've seen that firsthand. Um, You've been in many premieres of musicals starting out, which we're, we're going to get into. Um, but it did eventually, you know, lead you to Broadway. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about your Broadway debut, Groundhog Day, 2016, 2017. 2017. Mm -hmm. 2017. I didn't even know about it until you told me it in the middle of 44th Street, wherever we were. Um, <laughs> and then once I looked it up, I was delighted um, by all the work that you did. And I do have a picture here. So you have right here, Andy Carl, pictured in the middle. And you are reunited right now with Andy Carl as he is taking over for Gavin Creel as the wolf. Mm -hmm. How does that feel? It's so fun. I, I'm, uh, you know, uh, we'll get into how fast Into the Woods happened for me at some point. Yeah. Like it was fast. Um, and at some point I started, after I had accepted the role and knew that it was happening, um, just like panicking and a lot of it was like oh okay this is like this is such an all-star cast and like will I feel like an outsider will I feel like I don't belong here like you know the wolf and little red is kind of like the only relationship that she has in act one um, and then she like grows with the bakers and Jack in act two but um, and Cinderella as well but like she doesn't really have that much interaction like relationship in act one other than the wolf and Gavin is wonderful. We've only met like briefly a couple of times, but I'm very excited to work with him. But like, there was a lot of apprehension about that. Just being like, are we gonna get along? Is this gonna be fine? And then I realized that Andy was my first two weeks of this run. And I was like, you know what? That is a sign from the universe that this is all good and we are gonna be great. Um, and he and I, you know, we're already friends. So like we had a very 
big stage kiss in Groundhog Day. So we're very comfortable with each other. And um, it was just like playing from the minute we started. We were just goofing around. I've heard nothing but good things about the both of you and Into the Woods. So like I said, I'm so excited to go see that. But um, on that opening night or first preview of Groundhog Day, Broadway debut, you're in New York City, lights are big, you know, theater's huge, backstage space is still small. But how did it feel to, you know, go on stage and just hear this uproaring of applause, knowing that you had people in the audience? What was that feeling like? It was amazing. Our our first preview for Groundhog Day actually went a little awry. Um, and so we had we had a lot of technical issues in that show. Um, there were five turntables, five. So it was like any at any given moment, anything could go wrong. Um, and it was brilliant when it worked, but it was a really in, like intricate piece of machinery that didn't always work. So um, on opening preview, I think we got like maybe 15 minutes in and then it just stopped. And usually we had like, you can kind of feel it like turntables are interesting. I've worked with them a lot now and you can kind of feel it like kick a little bit when there's something wrong. And then like usually within the next five minutes, it stops. Um, and so we didn't wow. really feel anything like that. And it like halted, like it was an intense stop. Um, what we later found out was that like literally one of the tiny, tiny little wheels was like out of place and it just stopped working. So we held the curtain for like 40 minutes. They did like a, a you know, pre-intermission intermission, offered everybody a free drink and whatever. And then we ended up doing a concert after 40 minutes. So <laughs> my Broadway preview, my first preview on Broadway was a lot. <laughs> um, but That's then, you, I mean, yeah, it was crazy. But a lot of those people came back the next night, which was like very Groundhog Day of them anyway. Um, right. So it, honestly, like it ended up being kind of an amazing night of theater. To go through it sucked, like that adrenaline crash. I can't, I mean, I got home after the evening was finally done and I got like very sick because your body was just like, what is going on? Um, but eventually we had a ball <laughs> Groundhog Day. But that first <laughs> one was a little intense. <laughs> And I feel like you have a little bit more pressure, especially with that being your first show, because it was such a popular movie. Everybody knows the story. So everybody, you know, you have those diehard Groundhog Day fans that will know if something goes wrong. Yeah. Um, so I can't even imagine how that, that actually felt. <laughs> yeah, it was intense. I mean, everybody in the audience said that it was like a super cool night of theater just because it had to right. all be on the fly. But like, it was not, it was not very fun for those involved. <laughs> for those involved. And I'm sure, well, it's a memory that you hold on forever and will remember yeah. forever. So you can look at it like that in a positive way. Um, so after Groundhog Day, what did you go into? Did you jump right into something else? Or how did that kind of work? No, actually, I kind of didn't work for a while after Groundhog Day. Um, cause also I like moved to New York with that contract. So I hadn't had like a normal audition season or anything like that. And of course I had been working just not in New York. Um, so it took me a while and I, you know, like tempt and did like babysitting jobs and a bunch of stuff. My next uh, show was actually hairspray the next summer in 2018 in a regional theater in Long Island. Not this one, but the one before that, but yeah, the one I've before that, but this is, times. The one before that, yes. This was in OSF, uh, which was right after that. So 
gotcha. uh, the next time I worked was hairspray and it was the next summer. And I think because it had been like uh, such a long time since I had worked like the longest time in my life up until that point that I had not worked. Um, and then I, you know, hairspray and Tracy is such like a swan song for so many like girls and that's amazing. And I had done it twice in high school, but it had been a while since I had done it. So it was like seven years later, finding, finally getting to like play her as a professional and with the Broadway credit under my belt and whatever, um, was lovely. And then that is also when bliss first came into my life too. So I started that process in 2018. Right. So once again, Hairspray, huge fan yep. base, huge phenomenon. Everybody knows it. Everybody's singing those songs, you know, and you're going out there and singing them every night. And mm -hmm. people are like, ooh, is she going to hit that one note in like yeah. Good Morning Baltimore? Yep. And um, <laughs> so that's that's both a lot of pressure. And yeah. then after Hairspray, you kind of go into a whole new creation where you're building something from the ground up. Mm -hmm. completely new nobody knows anything about it it has you know four great you know lead stars here's mm -hmm. you guys um and you guys just look phenomenal Thanks. and so how did you how did you get started with the process of this musical um so bliss was uh, I auditioned for it in like the late summer of 2018 and I, what I was auditioning for was a workshop that was going to happen in the fall and um, which was four weeks it's like for a new musical you are presenting it at the end but it is not a production and um, I, I remember reading the script and being like oh wow there's like so much about this girl that I really resonate with. I always say that Carmela, who is my character, is just me at my most monstrous. Like she's a diva and ridiculous and like all of the wonderful things, but she's so earnest all the time and just like feels everything out loud. Um, but she's so much fun. And like that audition process, I actually, the writers and I have always joked around that um, I pulled like the worst party foul in the world and left my apartment without an umbrella in New York. And then out of nowhere, like a torrential downpour happens. So I walk into this audition room, comically wet, like pulling in a puddle, <laughs> shoes squeaking, wet. Um, and the director just looks up from the table and she just kind of chuckles and she just goes, is it raining? And I was like, listen, and I just kind of like went into this whole funny tirade and they were laughing and whatever. And like, I was being dramatic in a funny way, but apparently like it was exactly what Carmela was. And I didn't even realize that at the time. So the writers were like, you walked in and it was done, um, which was amazing. So uh, since then, it's been all... such lovely. Yeah, just get wet, I guess. That's how you're gonna book. <laughs> to all of our performers listening that, you know, we've all heard all of our theater teachers say it. Shout out to my theater teacher. I don't know if you're watching, but hey, um, you're always auditioning. Mm -hmm. Always, no matter mm -hmm. what, even if you were outside and they did see you run inside and, and get drenched, they could have been watching you. They could Absolutely. have been watching how you move, how you react. Right. So you're always auditioning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like since then, it's just been a really fun process because, you know, it's been like four years and change now that she's been in my that Carmela has been in my life. And um it's so cool and like you know the four women that you saw in the photo are like they are sisters to me now and we've had like a couple people come in and replace since then and they are also sisters and um it's really cool to be able to do something for so many years that has so much of you and also people that you 
have learned and grown to love in them. So like it's been it's been a wonderful process the whole time. Now, how was it teching the show, you know, having all the sets come together, all the songs and, you know, dialogue pieced together into one huge story? And can you tell us a little bit about what the story is about? Yeah. Um, so Bliss is about four sisters. It's a fairy tale. And um, it starts very Disney, like their mom dies and their dad is just like afraid of the world and doesn't want them to get hurt. So he locks them in a tower. Um, and, but instead of like raising them to be damsels, they're really like strong, independent women and they all have their own, um, their own personal skill set. but they also like speak 13 languages and they're intelligent and, um, just really funny, but have a little bit of a skewed sense of confidence because they've never been outside. Um, and then like through a, a long series of things, they happen to break out of their castle and they kind of get like bullied for the first time like people see them in the streets and they're like hey you guys are weird and we don't really understand that so it's a little heartbreaking and then they find out that there's a prince and um just all of these opportunities and then they're uh they're met with an opportunity to put themselves under like a stepford wives type of spell um that will make them really beautiful and like what the prince is looking for and they have to basically decide whether or not that's worth it. And then like everything that ensues after that without spoiling too much. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's amazing. It's such a great, great show. And I love, I love Bliss so much and I cannot wait for it to like really come to life and hopefully go to Broadway and um, all of that. But when we did our performance at Fifth Ave in Seattle, uh, mm -hmm. which was in the right at the beginning of 2020. So before the pandemic hit, but like right before um, we, it was so cool to see a full production because like at this point I had never seen anything that was like that. It was never a visual thing. It was always like on the page and hearing the music and I would see us dancing and rehearsing, but like you have your own idea of what it looks like. And then the designers have a totally different thing. And then it's also a, a fairy tale world. So honestly, it was just beautiful more than anything else. Like it was so colorful and the costumes were amazing. And there are these like, perfect princesses as they call them that are under that Stepford like spell and they have these unbelievable ball gowns so like it was just I felt like a little kid like it was the coolest thing to watch all of it happen yeah yeah now is there any word of it going to Broadway that's always right been now? the plan um I know that they are pushing pretty hard our last workshop that we did um, was presented to the powers that be. Like, I definitely, there were some okay. of the big theater people in the uh, room right. that day. Um, mm -hmm. So that's the plan. I haven't heard anything concrete, but that's always been the plan. Yeah. Hopefully you go with them. You have a lot oh, of yeah. things that you have to... I'm not going anywhere you have a lot of, with Bliss. <laughs> you have a lot of things that you have to go with. Now, was there a cast recording of Bliss? There are a few songs that are out. Um, it's not a full cast recording as far as like every show, every song in the show. Um, but we do have, I believe four that will that will be um, released. We already have two that are out. One is called Inside These Castle Walls and that's the four sisters. We're all singing in our bedroom, kind of angsty. And then um, there's another one called Through the Night, which is the Prince's song to um, kind of announce that he's having a ball. But there are two more that are coming and they're such bops and they're everywhere that you get your music so please go listen to them they're amazing yeah go check that out and when it does eventually come to broadway off broadway 
anywhere, go support it mm -hmm. because I, I can't wait to see it. You know, mm -hmm. the, the story seems so interesting. The cast is amazing. Um, so yeah, after that, you did and Juliet. Yes, I did. <laughs> and that is, you know, they're starting to promo that a lot. And you know, it's another musical where it's from the ground up. Mm -hmm. um, you know, created it, it started off in the UK. Yep. And then it transferred over to Toronto. And now it's transferring over to Broadway. I'm sure everybody got the mailer in their mail. Yep. And you're actually in it. I know I am. <laughs> I opened my mail the other day and I was like, oh, look who it is. <laughs> and, and I personally can't wait to see the show because I saw the AGT performance and mm -hmm. it was phenomenal. Oh, they were so um, good. They were so good. <laughs> so good. We have a star set of cast. You know, Betsy Wolf is in there. She is one of my, you know, all time favorite performers. And I know in the UK, they had a ton of people going, like Kayla Seto went in as the nurse. Mm -hmm. She could potentially come to, you know, to Broadway, you know, if the show does run forever, like it does. So I'm so excited to see where the show does go. And if you guys haven't heard about Andrew Lee, definitely go check it out. It has all of your favorite songs, literally all of your favorite songs that are so easy to get caught in your head. I'm not going to say more about it because I want... I want everybody to go see it and I want you to talk more about it. But how did you get involved with that production? What was the audition process like? Was it nerve wracking? Like, how did they get in touch with you? All that stuff in Toronto, putting it up. Yeah, um, I so I had a an eco cast, um, like a request, I guess, from them. Um, and I know I was still at my parents' house, so this must have when I was. Uh, like at, nearing the end of my pandemic time with my parents. Um, but I remember texting my roommate just being like, do you know what this is? And he was like, oh my God, yes. Like, I can't, but like, yes, it's brilliant. You'd be brilliant in this. Um, but I, so I did a self tape at one point and that was super fun. I was always in for an ensemble track that was going to cover. So I have um, always been reading for the nurse who is um, Mella Berry, who's unbelievable, and then also Anne, who is Betsy Wolf. So I would do both of those scenes, and then I would be doing like tons of different songs from the musical. Um, and honestly, it was, you know, I had that one, I did the tape, it was super fun. We had to do like a, um, a little dance call, which was my first time ever having to do a dance call on camera. So that was fun. It was I had to move all of my parents furniture in their living room and I broke a lamp and it was fine. But um, <laughs> so then I did a callback once I was in the city and um, it took a little bit of time actually to get um, cast, which stunk because I felt so good when I walked out of the room. I was like, wow, okay. I think I really might've booked this. And then they kind of did it in like three rounds. And I was in um, Bliss at the time, another workshop version of Bliss with um, Jumin Huang who did book and Juliet, and he knew much earlier than I did. And of course, like nobody knows, but we all know when somebody gets something. So um, I was really bummed because I thought I didn't get it and I just needed to be patient and got uh, the call like a week later. Um, so then that started rehearsals in early May, which was unbelievable. And like the show is so fun. Um, all of the songs that you said, like there's tons, any anyone that you can think of is in the show. Um, but I do like that it's very Mamma Mia-esque um, for like our generation. 
um, where it's really self-aware. Like it's not trying to make the songs anything that they're not. And most of the time when a song is funny and people laugh at the beginning of it, it's because the show wants you to, not because they're trying to make it into something that it's not. Um, so it's very self-aware, but at the same time, um, David West Reed, who wrote Schitt's Creek, is the writer, so the book is really clever, and the comedy is excellent, and they're all unbelievable. I love Anne Juliet, and, like, my time in Toronto was wonderful, and I do miss it a lot. So, was it a big, big change moving to Toronto? Not really. Personally? I mean, uh, it, it's nice because we kept referring to it as, like, theater camp, um, because all of us were staying in the same, like, condo building. So if we right. wanted to hang out, we were only a floor away. And um, that was fun. So our, t our cast got really, really tight. But Toronto is beautiful. And we had such lovely weather the whole time we were there. The Princess of Wales Theatre is beautiful and their staff is great. So like, I think we all had a really excellent time in Toronto. That's awesome. So we knew it was transferring to Broadway. And then I, when I stopped you on the street and we had that our, our little conversation, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And and you're going to Anne Juliet on Broadway, right? And then you were like, "No, not as of right now." And you had just booked, you know, Into the Woods, which yeah. had just come to Broadway, hot off the press from New York City Center. Sarah Bareilles, Brian to R.C. James, you know, Gavin Creel, Joshua Henry. Tina Miller, Julia Lester, David Patrick Kelly, Annie Golden, Nancy Opal. We can keep naming names. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. But it it was this star-studded cast that, you know, it had been extended and then extended. Mm -hmm. And then it was extended one more time. But we didn't know who the cast was. And then, you know, they released Stephanie J. Block, her husband Sebastian. Andy Carl, again, all these huge, huge names, Christopher Rodriguez, like, and Harada coming back to the role. And how did it feel to see people reposting that and your face up there with all these legendary people? Uh, crazy. It's crazy. Um, I think it, I've, I've played Little Red before in my life. Um, it's been a long time since the last time, but this is actually round five for me. Um, yeah, a lot of time. So it, in some ways, it kind of like the cast and me actually playing the part felt like two separate things. Because like when I got that call, um, or for the self tape for it, I, I honestly kind of knew it immediately. I was like, I think I'm gonna get this. And um, just because it feels like my whole life has been like leading up to this finally coming to fruition, which sounds so like, whatever, but it's, that's how I feel about it truly. Um, and then with the cast, my, my mom actually was the one who was talking about it. My parents saw it uh, last weekend and obviously they've seen it many, many times because I've been in it. And she was saying that like to see like the Titans of the industry take on this show just like reminds you of how good it is. Um, and she's right. Like, I think that that's the part of it that has felt the most surreal um, is just to watch them all work on like a near perfect musical. Um, 
Right. At my first day of music rehearsal, I walked in and Stephanie was in the middle of doing Moments in the Woods. And I was like, what am I doing here? Like, that was a little <laughs> heady. Um, but they're all such kind and wonderful people. And like, I have never been treated by them any differently than the people next to them. Um, and we were such a team and it was nice to replace in such a big group because we were like, we had to have each other's backs. Um, so like, it's heady when I think about it, but I really try not to think about it. Right. Um, so you mentioned that you kind of knew um, that, you you know, you killed it um, for your audition. And you always mentioned how fast everything went for Into the Woods. Did you get a call on the rehearsals for the next week or did you have some time to process in between? I had a little bit of time. Um, the what the dates were on the initial email for the self tape were a little bit different than the dates that worked out because I think more of the cast left than they originally thought they were going to. Um, so they needed a little bit more time to cast more people. So um, I thought that I was going to have to leave Anne Juliet early, which would have been awful. Um, they would have been wildly supportive. They have all been so supportive um, through this whole thing. And but originally it was going to be at the beginning of August for rehearsals and then late August would have been the first performance and then it would have continued. But that obviously got it pushed about two weeks. So uh, the getting cast was really fast. I did one self tape. I had like a 20 minute Zoom callback meeting and then I was cast like a couple hours later. So it was ridiculous. Um, and wow. then I just kind of sat on that bomb for like two weeks before I could tell my cast anything, which also stunk to like, have to keep it to myself and of course like again we all never know but we all know and um that was it too so I was we were also like winding down the run and I'm like oh okay I I'm doing these for the last time but they don't know that and like I want to share that with them so that was a little strange but ultimately I finished um and Juliet on a Sunday and I flew to Boston for my dad's birthday for like two seconds and then I was rehearsing on that Friday into the woods which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. How, so you mentioned that you did Little Red before, so you were, you were familiar with the character, you know, the choices that you'd make as the character, but this production of Into the Woods is probably a little bit different than you've mm -hmm. ever done before. If anybody doesn't know, this is not a full staged version of Into the Woods. It is, it is um, I, I don't want to say a concert, because it's a lot more than a concert, but it's it's less dialed back. So there's yeah. no big sets. And in my opinion, I think it works better that way. I really, I really, really enjoy the, the current Broadway version because you get to connect more with the characters. And I'm sure you guys as actors on stage, you get to focus more on your, you know, on your character work. You don't have that many, you know, this is gonna wheel in here, this is gonna go there. Because otherwise, Into the Woods, is one hard ass show. Mm -hmm. It is very complicated to do. You have to be on point, on beat. Into the Woods was my senior senior show um, that I just did. I played the baker. So it was, it's like literally, you can't miss a beat. And if you miss a beat, it throws everything off. Yeah. Especially, I'm gonna say this now, I don't like the song. I love to listen to it. Hate to perform it. Your fault. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's just like, and I kept those means, but I, like it was just like, you you'd never know. Mm -hmm. Bless his heart, amazing music, 
but Stephen Sondheim really said, you're going to work on this one. Oh, yeah. He said, you're going to earn <laughs> your you paycheck today, folks. <laughs> when you do it into the woods. But how was that first performance going on as Little Red? It was amazing. Um, there was, not that this was ever meant in the way that I took it, but like uh, at one point, I think it was our associate choreographer, but somebody said, and it was never meant as a dig, but like they were like, okay, and then Katie will exit with hopeful applause and then like continue. Because there are some shows where like people are quiet, whatever, and it's not really like the end of Little Red's opening is not exactly a button. Like it is, but it's not. And like sometimes they just don't know to clap. But I was sitting there being like, oh my God, what if they don't applaud? <laughs> I got so in my head about that and I told like I had a very large group of my friends there who are all lovely but it's also hilarious because they were like do you want us to come on opening night and I said no and then they came anyway um so <laughs> um yeah but I was I like told like my roommate and like two of my like very close friends and I was like listen I need you to start the applause so that people know <laughs> Because if it's silent, I, I'm going to off myself. Like, I, I can't. I felt that 100%. And I was so panicked. Like, I don't know why I was so panicked about that. And I was panicked about the button of that. And then all of a sudden, you know, I skip on. And, like, Jack's, Jack and Jack's mother have a scene going on when I'm entering. So I can hear, like, <gasps> like, I just hear, like, little gasps that are happening from the audience. And then I get down. Um, and I do the knock and then like it literally was like a roar of sound and it was like and this is just me walking on and like I know right. that you know it's like it is an entrance applause show people are used to that but I'm like I'm not the star at, or a star at all of this and like I didn't expect that at all and then like my first I wish was just my best guess at the notes because I couldn't even hear the music like at all it was so loud and first it, of all I think, you, like, you are a star <laughs> so don't. <laughs> I, I um, haven't seen you on stage yet, but I have. I, I've heard it. Somebody, so I, I've heard see, it. We I've never heard know, you sing. but we all know. Yep. I've I've heard you sing the little the little red songs, which you know it's not supposed to happen. It really shouldn't happen. It's I, you know, yeah. But I did hear it um, on Instagram, and you were phenomenal. Thank you. So. It was great. And I saw the show twice on Broadway with this cast. And I've been, I was at the opening night. So I was at opening night. So of course, everybody's going to clap for everybody's entrance. And then the second time that I went, um, it wasn't really like people didn't, didn't, you know, clap that much. And then I, I, I'd been other times where they didn't clap. And it is kind of awkward. So I do know why you uh, why you get got yeah. nervous because you're saying, skipping on stage. It's like the littlest thing, and I'm like, there are so many things for you to focus on, Catherine, and this is like what you're thinking about. But for whatever reason, that was what I was like so fixated on. Um, needless yeah. to say, my friends were like, we couldn't even we couldn't have started that if we tried. People just like exploded around us. Um, That's awesome. So, yeah, it was very cool. And I, you know. You replaced Julia Lester, who is, mm -hmm. um, who gained such like popular audience because of you know High School Musical and Musical the series, mm -hmm. and all of the work that she did on that, and she was phenomenal as Little Red, and so how did it feel to step into those shoes? Um, it's it's strange. I've also never replaced before. Um, Groundhog Day was an original Broadway cast. 
as well as, you know, and Juliet, they were on the West End, but they were allowing us to do our own thing a lot. Um, it's original. And of course, like, yeah, right. <laughs> but like, and Bliss is the same thing. So I've never done that part before. And one of my friends described it as in like, they're giving you the shape and you can color it any way you want. Um, but that it, there was some growing pains figuring out how to do that for me. Um, and I mean, I know that Julia did so many amazing things with the role, plenty of which are still in there. Like a lot of her really unbelievable jokes and like her takes on certain things that are not necessarily in the script, but just like a wonderful take on them are very much still in this um, production, which is brilliant. Um, but yeah, it, it's, a, it's a strange and very um, humbling thing because no matter what, anybody who's seen Julia who sees me is going to compare us. Like there's no way that you can not do that. That's just a, a human thing to do. Um, Including, well, I think honestly, it's the same with, with any of the cast, I, I yeah. think, anywhere, oh, yeah. not only at Into the Woods. Yeah, no, that's, that's like, always going to be a thing. So uh, it's, it's something where it's, like, we are not the same person, and we are never supposed to be the same person. And I got cast because of what I was doing in my takes, and anything that I bring that has to do with, like, me and Julia should be a lovely marrying of the two. Um, but I'm right. still, there's still like, I'm still learning how to do that. Um, cause we're still only a week and a half in, which is nuts. Um, but Crazy. yeah, it, it's amazing. And Julia is such a good person. She's so kind. And like, I shadowed her backstage. So when you're replacing or when you are swinging or covering, this is a fairly normal thing. Um, cause like backstage, there's a lot of things you need to know anyway. Like just knowing where they are on stage is only half the battle. Um, especially right. learning how. The dressers are going to quick change if there's any traffic, if there's somebody coming that you need to get out of the way of. These are all important things to know. That's like where people get hurt the most is backstage. Um, so when I was shadowing her, um, she was so great. And I like kept trying to just like not get in the way of her work. And like she's mm -hmm. working. Um, but she and I just ended up like gabbing and laughing for like half the show. And it was lovely. Like, I, I feel like I've just gained a wonderful friend and she's so talented and I, I cannot wait to see what she does with her life. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to see what you bring to the role. Um, I do plan on going to see this guy. I have to. Like, it's not like I wasn't going to, but now I really have to. Um, <laughs> no, you have to. <laughs> now I have to. Um, and it has just been extended one more time mm -hmm. into January. Do you know if you're staying with the show? All the way through? Yes. I've always, that's always been my contract is through January. Okay. So you guys knew it was extending. <laughs> we just, we just had no idea. Just like the internet but doesn't know something that I know. <laughs> but yes, that's always it, been the contract. Applaud to you to keep, for keeping those secrets that I, I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> it's so weird. But the secrecy is weird in this profession. I, I, I can't even imagine. Um, so it looks like you're enjoying your time as Little Red. I mean, you look amazing. Look mm -hmm. at that. Right there. Jenny Anderson ca captured you coming down the stairs. I love it. She, was, it she and I, <laughs> she had just photographed me and, and Juliet like very recently. So she was laughing uh -huh. when she walked into my dressing room. But she's like, girl, I just saw you. <laughs> we were laughing and then like she and I were chatting and whatever. And um, then when I came down the stairs, she caught us both in the middle of a scream. Like she was screaming behind the camera and I was screaming in that picture. So it was, it was very sweet. 
That's awesome. Are those stairs actually as hard as everybody says they are? Oh my God. They're the worst. <laughs> They're so bad. My dressing room's on the sixth floor. Six. Oh, and like between six. that and the skipping, my legs are so mad right now. Um, and I, I no, I would rather stick a fork in my eye than go up those stairs more mm. than I have to. <laughs> so like I hang out downstairs in the basement, in the green room or in the understudy lounge. Mm -hmm. Like that's where you will find me. I will never go up to my dressing room during the show if I can avoid it. <laughs> right. But yes, they suck. Wow. They're terrible. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see everything that you do. Hopefully you do go to Broadway with Anne Juliet after your run as Little Red in Into the Woods, which, but by the way, everybody, go show all, Katie all the love. Instagram will be, you know, in the link in the bio, all of her socials in the link in the bio. Go see Into the Woods before it's out. I promise it is worth it. It is worth seeing it. Get your butt down there to the St. James to go see it. Um, but with that being said, we can't see, wait to see everything that you do. Thank you so, so much for coming on today and speaking to me. I appreciate it. You are a star. And it was so lovely meeting you that day in the street. And I, you know, I, 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 I screamed at, at her and I was like, oh my God. And <laughs> so sorry, sorry about no, that. No, it was so nice. You were so sweet. <laughs> And me and all my friends were just standing there. I was going to see the show that night. And I was just like, uh, yeah, <laughs> come on my podcast. And she was, you, you were like, sure, yeah, let's do it. And here we are now. And we had a great conversation. And thank you so much. So, guys, make sure you follow Katie on everything. Go see Into the Woods. You know, support, support, support. Check out our podcast, Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, subscribe. You know, everything is here. Once again, I'm Garrett Garcia. Katie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you we, for having we'll me. We'll see you in the next. Yes, of course. We'll see you all next time. Thanks so much.